0: Wow, the chair is sideways. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> <until> 13. <clears throat> yeah! <laughs> Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the Quincy's Tavern Podcast. My name is Quincy, and I'm joined with my wonderful friend, Mackenzie. Welcome in. Uh,
1: today, it's kind of i mean we're at the lead up right we're at the lead up
0: we got like six uh no it's the tenth we got like four, four days, days. till valentine's day so this is our valentine's day episode ha we're dressed up very very nicely as you Catastly. can see we do we will be your we'll be your dates for this evening How about
1: that? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Indeed>.
0: <laughs> but yeah we wanted to kind of be a little fancier Sorry. today and um uh, just have more of a cozy conversation and everything uh we got some chocolate covered strawberries here um, and, a vegan strip, <laughs> a vegan strip, because we wanted our boy to, you know, feel a little loving too. Grammy, come, on. come here, Come Here, here you go. Mm.
1: He's like, oh
0: yes, thank you. Okay. <laughs> He's just chilling back here. Yeah. Um, Thanks for getting treats for
1: him. Yeah. No, I feel
0: Sweet. like I feel like every time he comes here, I just need something. Like, it, and he, every time I walk back into my kitchen, he kind of follows me. So I feel like I owe him. You have
1: to make a sacrifice. <laughs> I do,
0: some kind of sacrifice for the boy. Um, but yeah, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had a wonderful week, and we hope your February is going amazing. But Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about Valentine's Day today. Uh, a little bit of like, uh, I have a couple things about it of history and whatnot, but also um, we're going to do a test today. Uh, I'm sure if you've heard the five love languages. Uh, we're gonna do Mackenzie, and I're gonna do the five love language tests I thought that'd be kind of fun just to see what that is. Uh, I've done mine like a long time ago. Have you ever done it before? It's been a while. It's been a while, and I know mine like a long time ago, and I'm kind of seem interested to see if they've changed or not.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was it before?
0: I think what it was before um, a, a big part of it was uh, when they did it like in a certain percentage. I think the highest percentage of was I think quality time, mm-hmm. and I think the second one was gifts. Okay, well, that checks out. (laughs) I'm a big gift giver. But um, there is a difference between, like, the way you receive it and the way you respond to it. So, Mm -hmm. like, that's a huge thing, too. But I don't know if if the test that we do today will will kind of enlighten with that one. But anyway, how are you doing? How's your week been? What have you been up to? Oof, oof, oof.
1: um, me me, stressed
0: yeah yeah it feels like we're getting into a really busy season right now
1: yeah for some reason like february hit and i was just like i i I guess you know i'm i'm getting more doctor's appointments you know different Mm -hmm. zoom meetings for a couple of things like i know this week specifically it's like if i know that i have a couple like set appointments and stuff mm-hmm. that kind of stresses me out yeah. I like to have open opportunities more of like my my day-to-day is usually just I'm working every day right. but I like that because it's predictable but mm-hmm. if I know that I have these appointments to go to and which stuff, could like change the
0: course of certain things
1: yeah, yeah. and then knowing you know I have to you know do this that time be there at this certain time and right. just a whole week of it is a lot it is a lot and it Um, just so happens
0: it all kind of coincides at once
1: i know yeah and like the lead up to convergence you know there's lots of stuff to 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 buy to prepare whatever Mm um i am looking forward to though uh this week um friday so technically today today for us because we film a little bit ahead of time Mm -hmm. um my mom is taking me to get a massage <laughs> um, you must understand though that this is a very big thing for me mm-hmm. um, I have refused for years to get a massage um, yeah. well my love language is definitely not touch.
0: physical touch yeah, no it's not
1: <laughs> so like I have refused to get a massage you're not a hugger uh, not like casually mm-hmm. i feel like saying hello goodbye or like holidays mm-hmm. it's like me and uh one of my brother-in-laws i honestly like some of the only times we have ever hugged has been like christmas <laughs> and my birthday and that's not me i think it's just both of us whereas like my other this dalton he hugs me every single time he mm-hmm. sees me and uh, and goodbye and stuff and but yeah um I just don't like the thought of undressing, number one. Oh, sure. Already uncomfy. Um, and then a stranger mm-hmm. um, but caressing my body. It's their job. I understand that. But, like, for me, yeah. that's super uncomfortable.
2: Understandable. Um,
1: but I have gotten to a point where I'm in so much pain that I'm just like,
0: Bath bombs. bath bombs can only do so much.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, it's like, oh, I'm in pain. I'm sad or something like that. Bath. Right. <laughs> D- Dutch Bros right. drink and bath. <laughs> yeah. Lush. I mean, people, it's so funny because, like, bath bombs are supposed to be, like, this super, you know, like, girly or like kind of, like, treat yourself kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. like, you just think it's it changes the water and it just smells nice. hmm But, um, I mean the oils that are in it and the, um, baking soda and kind of like salt stuff really helps with your muscles. Like when I do a bath bomb. What does
0: it do? What's it supposed to do?
1: It just helps with pain. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I don't even really know how to describe it, but like, if you think about some of my other issues, you know, they always say, Oh, upper salt intake Mm -hmm. and and yada, yada.
2: Um,
1: but when I do that in a bath bomb, I actually, I have a, a box of, baking soda and a big old bag of epsom salt and i put extra in there
0: and just like season in the McKenzie soup oh oh yeah
1: i marinate in there for about like two hours when it starts to get cold i'll drain a little bit and turn it on to boiling hot and fill it again oh, um yeah I, I i got so desperate that i'm going to let a stranger touch my body for an hour and a half well but. i
0: hope that the massage is 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 beneficial and i hope it's actually a good time
1: yeah yeah my mom she's she's a massage person like Mm -hmm. for holidays my dad always gets her a gift card um it's not like a couple's massage thank god so like we're not going to be in the same room we're just getting massaged (laughs) at the same time by different people in different rooms but you know afterwards you know get boba and i just i guess we hadn't necessarily planned it that way but in a way it's kind of like are Valentine's because I'm not yeah. I've never celebrated Valentine's Day before. Mm-hmm. Um had don't have a significant other, never had really. Um I don't like to count the little ones from like elementary school and, and middle school but those don't count. I don't think those are no, ever count. If you can't take that person on a date <laughs> it didn't happen.
0: There was one time when I was in uh I it had to be like oh gosh, I think it was like in second grade and this is like this is like after VBS and we're like driving home in the church van kind of thing and we're in the back seat and she's also like you know in first grade kind of thing and um it's like who are you gonna marry like i don't know who you gonna marry i think it's gonna be you Aww, oh well i guess it has to be you then because you've already confessed your love so i might as well did I, you
1: shake on that do mm, a little spit
0: actually no she before we dropped her we dropped her family her and her siblings off at her house and before she left she like it was one of those like kind of things like she got out jumped back in kissed me on the cheek and then left oh, my God. and it's one of those things where we're like Neither of us talked about it again afterwards. Do
1: you still know this woman?
0: Uh, no, no, I don't. She married. Probably, I think. I, I think. She, I know she has a kid. Oh, so I was
1: gonna say, marriage packed. <laughs> <laughs> like hit thirty, is just like, hey, you single? Yeah. Those things single?
0: don't work. I feel like <laughs> second grade. I,
1: you never but... know. You never know. <laughs> How was your week, sir?
0: My week was also quite busy. I. I feel like just just humoring from everything you've got kind of lined up for what what happened this past week but you know just for the schedule i okay. like um i had re- uh last sunday i recently finished filming for um uh questline and their four-part dragon lance D live play series so that was uh that finished last week and that was really fun and i have a couple things this coming weekend with hero forge Uh, which I'm really excited with. Uh, So there's some things going on there. Um, And I did more work on the Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. kind of followed up with some people, Um, and more things for Convergence. A lot of things for Convergence, actually, because that's getting here close. And uh, Mm -hmm. final, um, some more correspondence back and forth with Gen Con uh, in Indiana. So I'm really, really excited for that one. So that'll be really kind of cool to see see where that goes. Hoping that they kind of... uh, the Gen Con as a company kind of does a little bit about their uh, mask mandate and everything. Mm. It's been a little been a little controversial right now. So hopefully they'll be like, you know, please come and be safe. I feel like it's been
1: such a long time since I've seen a single person with a mask on. Mm-hmm.
0: But I mean, like when you're in a very condensed area yeah. and a lot of people are flying in and everything and you don't know someone might be bringing something they might not even know it or uh, something like that. It's just, it's just a highly condensed area. And yeah. Um, there's a thing called uh, con crud uh, after you, you know, get home, and it's, like, not even just the adrenaline, just, like, you're just white. Oh, it's, it's just, like the tattoo flu. Yeah, it's also just, like, you're, you're just, you're actually sick. Yeah. Like, you get something because you're just around a lot of people, and you right. probably get something. So, um, trying to, like, that happens here regardless but the right. fact that with COVID and everything, hopefully, you know, um, maybe people know be a little smarter and mask up and stuff but we'll see fingers we'll crossed see. for that man. we will see um but i think going into next week we've got going on we have some cool products coming up uh and more in the meat and more towards the immediate um uh i'm wanting to try to do more videos with you get more tiktoks of you as minty out and that'll be really fun. I think that's going to be really, really cool. So you guys are going to probably see some uh, Mackenzie all dressed up in the blue and the corset and everything as acting, and everything.
1: Right. So <laughs> keep your expectations low. I'm not an actor. I did not act at all. I did not go to school like someone. But that... you're a okay, dork. Like listen. no
0: one in like no one who doesn't have that type of creative personality who makes you just call sweaty. me a dork? Yes. A whale's
1: uh, penis is called a dork? <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Sorry, mom.
0: Sorry, dad. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. 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 Um, but... Interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to file that one away for later. <laughs>
1: hey, if we ever do
0: trivia, man. Hey, that's true. We
1: gonna win.
0: <laughs> but, um, no, with your like, everything that you do with like your christmas sweaters and whatnot like i feel like you'll do fine
1: i'm creative i don't feel like that's synonymous with acting
0: well i mean i think part of even what i do with quincy's Tavern it's not completely acting it's just being genuine
1: yeah but you you put on a little bit of an accent Mm -hmm. i feel like you embody the tiniest bit of a different persona i think it's just like you amplified and then with the quincy voice so just do that with minty Y'all ain't gonna get an accent for me, not unless I'm doing like a really <laughs> a sad accent deep southern hey, accent. I can go down there. I just you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not gonna look pretty, but uh, it'll be it. something. It'll no. be something. No no. But... Um the, literally the the closest thing I have ever done to acting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Okay, well hold on, let me back up a little bit. I am not a stranger to cameras sure. and filming. I mean,
0: right? You were a Gerber baby or something, or a the Gerber, equivalent Gerber baby. Your,
1: uh, right? I was JC back in the day. JC Penneys had their JC Penny <laughs> baby of the year. I was JC Penny baby two years in a row. <laughs> <That's> so...
0: <laughs> Y'all, my baby. Prettiest baby ever, JC Penny baby, two years running. I'm I still happy.
1: have that sash. I, love I will so bring much. out my sash. I swear to God. I need to see don't tempt you at the good times. I will this. bring it. <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't talking about that. It was more of like,
0: just <laughs> JC Penny baby. Two
1: We're gonna gloss running. over that. <laughs> Glossing right over. Um, I was more talking about YouTube. I used to do like full-on YouTube tutorials for my. Um, creative transformations like body paint you know my my skin being pink or blue I rarely ever did glam I'm still not very much of a glam person but um after I became sick I I held on to that for a while and then at a point I just I didn't have the energy to do that and Mm. to also then edit that afterwards and
0: that's a lot of
1: stuff yeah but like I I talked to the camera and like I still remember a friend and I um when we were young teenagers we tried the whole
0: Nick's Face Awards
1: There was that Um, But even before then So this is like My childhood best friend Essentially We tried Like the YouTuber thing Like Mm -hmm. being a Being a duo We made You know Some Like segmented Type of things I mean They were fun Yeah You know So I was used to Talking to a camera Being in uh, the room By myself Talking to a camera And having to not feel dumb And you know Mm -hmm. Making eye contact The whole time Um, But the only Real taste of acting I ever have Mm -hmm. I was um I want to say about possibly 9 or 10. Okay. This was at church for the Christmas play. It was very very large
0: church. I mean like
1: full on
0: Are you the JC Penny baby and the baby Jesus. Just
1: wait. <laughs> They're baby Jesus.
0: <laughs> baby Jesus in a manger.
1: It was like big big stage amphitheater type big thing. Mm-hmm. And um tons and tons of kids in it and of course there's only one female role right? Of mm-hmm. Mary. So we had other girls up there being three wise men that didn't go over very <laughs> With well. With the beards? <laughs> um, I had the privilege of being Mary
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, they like put orange foundation on me and um, uh, had a whole like blue little shroud yeah, and dress um, and a fake child and um the boy who was playing Joseph was like at least four years younger than me. <laughs> it's really weird. He was like this short, little, tiny blonde boy. I'm like, I feel so weird right now because I was—I'm tall. Mm-hmm. I've always been tall. Yeah. I've always been the tallest kid in the class. So like I looked older <laughs> than I was. And um, how old were you again at this time? I think about nine.
0: or oh, ten. My. Wait, so this baby Joseph was an actual baby. Yeah. Like
1: first grade, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, um, my line was, Yeah, <clears throat> his name is Jesus, and that was it for this whole huge play. I just gotta sit there in my orange foundation and holding a fake baby
0: for two hours. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yep. My only lines.
0: Well done. Thank you. Or at least you knew it.
1: Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I remembered it. That's I was good. very,
0: very proud of that's myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got a bouquet of flowers afterwards. Like oh, I earned
0: them. Oh, we love those bouquets of flowers.
1: Bouquets. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's not it. Don't worry. I,
0: I have. I has enough uh, theater experience for the both of us. So it'd be good.
1: You made these. I did, and
0: it's literally good. just you have. Oh, I, um, oh, what brand did you get? You got. Uh, vegan chocolates
1: it's like rice milk yeah it's like a rice milk
0: baked vegan chocolate
1: i have not had a chocolate covered strawberry in like
0: six years oh there you go any leftovers you can have Mm. (laughs) it's like this whole like part in ratatouille where he like eats the strawberry and the cheese and it's just like the sparks fly and everything Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Damn, that's chocolate's really good. Yeah, sometimes vegan chocolate's like a hit and miss, and it's very rare that you can find a good milk.
0: Any chocolate, though, kind of almost is supplemented greatly by fruit, Mm -hmm. like you know, strawberries or bananas or mangoes or something like that. How did your grapes go? Oh, Oh, I love (laughs) them. So, if you didn't know, uh, this is something that kind of like what happened maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, but Mackenzie made these frozen grapes. I love frozen grapes. And they're really, really tasty. Mm-hmm. But you took frozen grapes and you mixed them with lemon juice and mm-hmm. you also mixed them with like the drink mix powder.
1: So the big thing on on TikTok is usually like jello powder. Sure. Um, like sugar free jello powder or whatever. And I did that for uh, the first couple of tries. Amazing, right? But I was in Walmart trying to find jello mm-hmm. and I went to the, their drink mix section was right next to like the stuff that you pour in like a bottle of water and they can't you can't
0: have jello because it's got you know right
1: there's there's uh, a plant-based ones right yeah um there is a sugar-free skittles variety pack (laughs) i didn't like i've never seen anyone tiktok doing these these frozen grapes it's always jello i've never seen anyone do anything different so i was just like huh i wonder if this is gonna work like it's going to work, you know, but right. is it going to be too concentrated? Is it even going to taste good? Legit candy. This time around, I made some yesterday, so I have some in my freezer. <laughs> I Stocking bought, up. I bought little mini grapes because uh-huh. I was, you know, purple grapes are I'm big that big. Yeah. The key is to find the little ones that mm-hmm. are like the size of They're a peanut M&M or something, mm-hmm. and it tastes like legit candy. Aww. And That's awesome. I, you know me. I'm the current kind of person that I am, right? Yeah. Um, neurodivergent. I do not like my food touching.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, my parents, as a joke one time, got me a kid's plate. You know, that's like a section for yeah, a toddler. Yeah,
0: sectional things. The prison plate.
1: I still use it. <laughs> I rubbed it in their face. I'm like, you're trying to make fun of me? I love this.
0: This is the only thing I...
1: I love this. So, I made four flavors. There was a peach, um, a sugar-free starburst mm-hmm. cherry, and then two of the, um... I think one was like kiwi lime the other one is pineapple passion fruit and um I got out four separate little ramekins and separated out the flavors and I took my time eating like I take one after the other because I like to make sure there's there's got to be like if I'm nearing the end of the bowl and like one flavor has more than the other I'll eat it until they all have like say four left and then I'll start from my least favorite to my (laughs) most favorite
0: was there a least favorite
1: no, but it's like the the one that you, I get, yeah, I mean they're not bad. So like me, I'm I'm kind of like a blue raspberry type of person. Right. That's kind of what the pineapple one. So that one was my high one, right. and the next was the other Skittles, and then the Starburst, and then the peach one. Uh-huh. So I would start with the peach because it's my least favorite. So that I was, I would end on my favorite. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm not alone. My other autistic people out there. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And like when I used to have multicolored candies like Skittles, mm-hmm. gummy bears, M&Ms, I would always section them out right. in colors and again, like I would eat them depending on how many was in this pile because I wanted them at some point to have the same amount. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not crazy i promise um but, but yeah, they're good wonderful yeah i sat there on the couch my four tiny little randkins and are like on on a plate underneath Watching my chin and, uh yeah actually yeah. junior bake off yeah <laughs> yep that's my kryptonite is any sort of
0: baking competition show i love it that's so cool that's so cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoy our rabbit trails, because we don't really know where they go. We kind of just turn the camera on, hit record, and just see what happens. We barely, like, I have things we could talk about, but it ends up being this way. But we'll get into kind of what today's topic could be about, Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about Valentine's Day. Um, you you go ahead and nom on those truck-covered strawberries. Oh, I
1: will. This is my dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and... Um, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna read to you here a, a bit of a um, an article uh, from Country Living uh, just on Valentine's Day. It's so, like the history of Valentine's Day, why we celebrate Valentine's Day, where it came from, and all that good stuff. Obviously, most of us know, you know, the current modern day version of Valentine's Day with the, you know, if you were at school, you got like the the Valentine's Day from everybody with a with a heart or whatever. Did you
1: guys make like mailboxes or whatever? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We did that in in my school, especially in first grade. Like we all had our mailboxes kind of nice. and everyone would bring in no like we made like these little shoebox mailboxes oh like in a tissue box kind of thing. Kind of, yeah and each kid you know they would always bring in their candy right, right, and right. then they would go and put them in each kid's thing and
0: no we didn't do that we would, would just kind special. of like come we would just bring in a big old like ziploc bag full of like uh that had like one piece of candy wrapped in this kind of a small like triangle valentine's day cards uh that you just kind of like stickered together and you just gave one to everybody
1: <laughs> fun dip reminds me of Valentine's. Day. Really? Yeah, I always got fun dip at school for Valentine's. Probably
0: because yeah, I don't uh, I can see why. That was not a candy that my family t- partook in. That's right. It's straight sugar. You were
1: raised it's in like a farm. type yeah,
0: of situation. Yeah. Straight sugar. Um you need like a bowl or something? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we obviously know what Valentine's Day is right now. It is single awareness day. Um <laughs> <laughs> um but um valentine's day obviously is named after saint valentine um but like the question is who is this mysterious valentine well according to the new york times we'll start the article here it's possible that the holiday is based on a combination of two men there were after all two valentines executed on february 14th albeit in different years By Roman Emperor Claudius II in the 3rd century A.C.E., reports NPR, it's believed that the Catholic Church may have established St. Valentine's Day to honor these men, who they believed to be martyrs. It's possible that one of these men, St. Valentine of Terni, um, if I'm saying that right, T-E-R-N-I, had been secretly officiating weddings for Roman soldiers against the emperor's wishes, making him, in some eyes, a proponent of love. Mm. Another story involves the practice of writing love letters to your Valentines. It said that St. Valentine wrote the first, quote, Valentine greeting to a young girl he tutored and fell in love with while he was in prison for the crimes outlined above. How old
1: was
0: she? I don't know. I
1: I don't want to know.
0: I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It just said, young girl he tutored. And I'm like, nope. Okay. According to the History Channel, before his death, he wrote, oh, always, (laughs) Uh, he wrote her a letter signed, quote, from your Valentine, which remains a commonly used phrase this day so they didn't say how young this girl was but remember like how you know in 90s tv where like the one girl would be like oh he's in college like i'm dating he's in college right that's creepy don't do that <laughs> well
1: like back in the day girls were married off like nine like to, to 12 years old mm-hmm. like i'm pretty sure edgar Allan poe married his 14 year old cousin Ooh. So, like, this marrying someone a lot younger than you, like, carried, I think, well into the
0: 1990s. Oh, I believe it. That doesn't, I mean, doesn't, I doesn't it. surprise me. But times to be changing.
1: Mm.
0: Um, continuing the article. But these romantic ante- anecdotes are only, quote, legends. So little historical information is known about the martyr's name, St. Valentine, that in 1969... <laughs> the roman catholic church removed the feast day from its calendar though saint valentine is still recognized as a saint and then next question is when did valentine's day become a romantic holiday well if you're thinking that none of this sounds very lovey-dovey that's because valentine's day yeah honestly
2: (laughs) well no you're not
0: it's very likely because valentine's day did not begin to resemble the romantic holiday we know today until the middle ages and we might have the poet Geoffrey Chaucer to thank. The late scholar Jack B. Orr, the uh, University of Kansas English professor, determined that Chaucer was the first to link love with St. Valentine's in his 14th century work, The Parliament of Fowls and the, the Complaint of Mars, notes the times. Therefore Orr claimed Chaucer invented Valentine's Day as we know it today. At the time of Chaucer's writing, February 14th also happened to be considered the first day of spring in Britain, because Mm -hmm. it was the beginning of the birds' mating season, perfectly appropriate for the celebration of affection. In fact, Chaucer's, quote, Parliament of Fowls is all about birds, albeit anthropomorphized ones, uh, gathering to choose their mates. It was, quote, for this was on St. Valentine's Day, when every fowl comes there to mate to take, reads one of the verses. So, it said that, you know, Chaucer could be the reason why, like, on February 14th, it's Valentine's Day is associated with love. And, um, let's see, hang on. Oh, this was more interesting, of, like, kind of getting more into the 19th century and stuff like that. Whether Chaucer can be fully credited or not, it is true that he and fellow Shakespeare writer, writer Shakespeare popularized the amorous associations surrounding the day. Soon, people began penning and exchanging love letters to celebrate Valentine's Day. So, Influencers and writers at the time made you know, the thing. Mid nineteenth century marked the beginning of many of the commercialized Valentine's Day traditions we know today. Victorian men wooed women with flowers. Richard Cadbury created the first heart-shaped box of chocolates. The
1: language of flowers back in the Victorian times was huge. Really? So then, yeah. So then, doing you know bouquets and stuff like that. Every single flower that was going to be in that bouquet. Had a meaning and everyone knew it. They everyone was affluent in literally the language. Of so flowers. very Bridgerton,
0: where like every detail mattered. Well, yeah,
1: but it's it's so interesting. So like if you hated someone, you would send them a bouquet, but you would send them a bouquet with very certain flowers. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so interesting. I have a book. I think you might have seen it on my shelf before, but I used the, the uh, floriography in the second um, A Daughter of the Trolls book. Mm-hmm. Just had to put that out there. I thought that was interesting, especially because that was huge in Victorian times. Do you have
0: so. any, like, off the top of your head, you know? Um or we can pull that out later, because that would be interesting. I'd be very interested to read some of that.
1: I do. Yeah, I can, um, I know that right off the top of my head from my book, um, Queen Anne's Lace signifies, um, safety.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I like how Richard Cadbury, you know, the Cadbury chocolate and bunnies and everything, created the oh, first uh, heart-shaped box of chocolate. That just
1: clicked for me. I wasn't thinking about Cadbury
0: that. Cadbury chocolate. Um, and the New England Confectionery Company, or the New England Confectionery Company, or Neko. Uh, yeah. Nico ne-
1: Yeah, Neko Wafers. Yeah,
0: began stamping out an early version of Conversation Hearts.
1: Oh, I love Conversation Hearts. <laughs>
0: All around this time, the, quote, mother of the American valentine, Esther Howland, only in her 20s, popularized store-bought English-style valentines in America thanks to her innovative assembly line process that made the elaborate cards affordable. Question. Yes.
1: I know you hate candy corn. Yeah. What is your opinion on Conversation Hearts?
0: Conversation Hearts are fine. Oh, okay. That's okay. Thank God. <laughs> they, what get, they, they get, they get... If it wasn't our music taste, and you can take, you can deal with that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to send Mackenzie like listen to this song, and you're like I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, so I hate happy. it. <laughs> Too upbeat. And you're like, this is more my speed, and it's so like slow. Dad, or like,
1: did you ever listen to the Arctic Monkey song that I sent you? I did,
0: but I think I like it happened so quickly that I missed what happened. Like,
1: that's the point. Like, that is the hardest I will ever go. It's like that (laughs) song. I'm not a metal (laughs) rock person. The closest I get to rock is classic rock.
0: Like Elvis.
1: Yeah, but that's not. Hard. I mean, I, like the Ramones have some. So do the Rolling Stones. Um, Edgar Winter Group. Shout out to you, Dad. Have some good ones, but again, they're not. They're not hard. They just even Fleetwood Mac. You know, um, mm-hmm. the chain. It's just a really loud, awesome. You know, guitar solo, mm-hmm. but it's still not like rock or metal or <laughs> pop.
0: I like pop. Anyway. By the early 1910s, an American company that would one day become Hallmark began began distributing its more official Valentine's Day cards. The rest, of course, is history. So Valentine's Day is kind of like a mixture of, like, no one really knows quite where it came from. There's obviously reasons why we can say, like, we can see instances like early aspects of it with Chaucer and him re- re- relating um, February 14th with St. Valentine's Day and uh, um, spring. it being springtime mating season and whatnot being uh and then moving into you know the late 1800s and 1900s, it's uh, just the day that people kind of just here, here's a flower.
1: I have a fun fact for you.
0: What's your fun fact? Did
1: you know that swans are monogamous birds? I did not. Just like Penguins, but swans—they're actually quite terrifying. Like everyone thinks of them so beautiful, like you know the they got little, teeth. the little. I know I told you about that just got recently.
0: Weird teeth.
1: So <laughs> they, so the, and the funny thing is, it's not actually teeth. So the edge of their bills I mean, this is the neurodivergent me completely coming out—but the edge of their bills are serrated. Mm-hmm. So that's like the pictures that you've ever seen of like a swan type, or even a goose. I think there are some the edge of their bills are serrated and that's you know for um food especially if they're (laughs) if they're doing plants or whatever and carpentry Oh yeah of course (laughs) um yeah i thought that was really really interesting they're they're monogamous um there's only a couple of instances where there's ever been a swan divorce and the only time they move on usually is if one of them dies Mm -hmm. and sometimes the other swan dies because of the depression of losing its mate mm. um, they're also very very territorial towards like family and stuff like that um, there is a swan that had broken a man's um leg yep. there's also a swan that drowned a man in the middle of a lake oh so swans
0: that was a very fun fact enjoyable i truly enjoyed myself listening you're to welcome that
1: um but what i was thinking is uh When you were talking about him writing letters to Mm -hmm. that girl When he said, you're Valentine And especially his last name was Mm -hmm. Valentine That makes sense That feels more of like the root Of the day Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, interesting It makes sense I don't approve
0: I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day myself either
1: Have you ever celebrated it?
0: Not like in a, I don't think I was ever dating anybody Well actually that's a lie, there was probably one time But I don't think it was anything big I think literally what my ex and I did Probably just went out to dinner like, it wasn't a huge to-do.
1: That's still a celebration. So, it's not going to yeah. be confetti and rose petals <laughs> leading right. to a bed. You know, like, it's right. go on a date of some sort. Yeah, I think Maybe I just made her dare.
0: Gift. I think that was it. Well,
1: that's your love language, though, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, I, cooking people food is my love language. Yeah. I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Um... But That's, moving on, that was a segue. That was a segue. You're okay. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Perfectly done. Perfectly done. Um, bring your phones out. It's the only time we'll be looking at our phones and Uh But we're gonna do the five love language test, and um, you can look it up at uh, www5 number five lovelanguages com. And this is just kind of like an either-or questionnaire kind of thing That we can kind of flip through I thought it would be interesting that we do it at the same time And we choose our answers and why we choose our answers and I think it would be interesting to kind of go through this and see um, But yeah, yeah So it's a love language quiz For couples, teen, sing, singles, teens, and children To dis- discover your primary love language What it means and how you can use it to better connect with your loved ones So
1: when you tap through though, It says what type of relationship would you like to strengthen? Where did I go? Uh, did you
0: use the right one? I don't know if you did the right one. What do you mean? Maybe I don't know.
1: What's the right website?
0: Quizzes. Quizzes? Love language quiz. There we go. That's the one I'm in.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So start the quiz. Start the quiz. Okay. So adults? Adults. Well,
1: let's read the question out loud
0: for our listeners. Describe yourself. Are you a child? A teenager. Don't get
1: (laughs) Don't get sassy (laughs) with me, sir. Podcast.
0: Okay. The first question was describe yourself adult.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, it's multiple choice. So, second question is how do you describe yourself? I'm in a relationship or I'm single? Single. Um, Unless you have something to tell me. Surprise. (laughs) Still single. All
0: right. Um, Okay, so I think we get the first question. I don't know if it's the same. yep Yep. it's the same okay so the first question is it's more meaningful to me when it gives you two choices first choice when someone I love sends me a loving note text email for no special reason or number two I hug someone I love I think it's more meaningful to me when I get a a message or an email or a note I think for no reason same I think that's more meaningful to me
1: yeah because it's just like oh that person was Thinking about
0: me yesterday. So like before Like prior to this message being sent I was thought about Right Yeah And I think that's nice Second question is It's more meaningful to me when First option I can spend alone time With someone I love Just us Number two Someone I love Does something practical To help me out Now I like both of these Both of these are really Really um, It kind of shows Like if someone cares about me I kind of also try to Do that for other people so, But I feel like for me I feel it's more meaningful To me I think when I just spend a little time with someone, right. So for you,
1: that's quality time, and then the second option is acts of service, yeah. which for me, that's what I appreciate. Mm-hmm. That my I still remember, like my mom, when I would get really, really stressed, um, and I would come home from school. My mom and Jesse had cleaned my room or organized like some part of it, and like mm-hmm. that. Even as a child, I was <laughs> so sad, but yeah, like surprises like that, just going out of your way doing something like. I don't know. It's interesting. We'll have to talk about it afterwards. No, I like
0: that. I like that. No, it, it, it kind of just shows that the forethinking mm-hmm. of, like, someone, like, I'm going to do this for someone that I care about. And right. So I'm going to do this for them, and they're going to be surprised. I'm not going to tell them. And it's going to bless their day. It's going to make their day better.
1: Right. And even, like, that question, though, specific, it was, like, when they do something practical. So it's right. not going out of your way to do some sort of grand, right. you know.
0: Like, the whole roses thing. Like, who's cleaning this up? You better be cleaning this up. <laughs> <laughs> Those goes. <guys. laughs> no yeah absolutely like someone does the the dishes or makes dinner Mm -hmm. or cleans up does something that normally you would do or you would feel that pressure to do yourself is done for you absolutely yeah i think that's nice too third question it's more meaningful to me when someone i love gives me a little gift as a token of our love or concern of each other or i get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with those i love i think personally i it's more meaningful to me with a gift. I'm I, like, I think I'm a gift giver, but I'm also like, I really appreciate receiving really thoughtful gifts. Right. And it doesn't have to be anything grandiose either. Right. Because right. that includes like the letter and a note and things like that. Yeah. Those are, those are, those are meaningful to me.
1: It kind of shows that that person knows you or they've been paying attention.
0: Mm-hmm. More farther than like a shallow type of letter.
1: Like a like. gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Which unless, I like gift cards. Gift cards are great. Unless it's for like Barnes and Noble or something. I'm like... <laughs> Hey, you got me. You gave me the
0: power of choice. Oh yeah, because
1: I don't have money to go buy a twenty-five dollar hardback book. Mm-hmm. You give it to me for free, I love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather do that because it kind of like spending leisure time is nice too. But like I, I don't know. Out of those questions, I, I would probably choose a little gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Is someone I love—it's more meaningful to me when first, uh, a, someone I love does something unexpected for me to help with a project, to help me with a project, or two, I can share an innocent touch with someone I love. Probably something unexpected for me to help me with a project, Sounds if it's so. because that would mean that I'm communicating them with what I'm doing, and they're like, oh, this could be a practical way to help that go forward.
1: That and technically quality
0: time depending on true the item true um next question what did you choose
1: Same no.
0: yeah. uh it's a uh, next question that's more meaningful to me when uh a someone i love puts their arm around me in public b someone i love surprises me with a gift
1: i think we go on full gifts <laughs>
0: oh this is interesting though oh, because really? this is interesting because like i am i like i do receive love and touch as well because i'm a very hands-off person like i don't like i don't like to touch people i don't like to be touched <laughs> but in unless you're like someone that i care about mm-hmm. and someone that like you're welcome in my bubble in my in my sphere right um and if it's someone that i like genuinely really care about and if they are like this you know in a in a you know in that relationship ownership way of like this is my person right I find pride in that okay. I'm like yes everyone you see that this was un. I didn't have to initiate mm. that show of affection mm-hmm. kind of thing and I think that it, it is very showy it is that PDA kind of situation right. um so I feel like a little I feel that little chuffness that little pride because of that so I'm probably I'm gonna choose that one when someone I love okay. puts their arm around me in public
1: I and so that's the funny thing is like, I love gift giving, but mm-hmm. sometimes receiving a gift, like I feel bad. Like mm-hmm. I, I think for me, sometimes it's like a money thing, yeah. but I think that also has to do with, you know, at a, at a time in my childhood, you know, family not having money and, you know, being on social security and state, I often don't have money and yeah. like the money I do have, you know, has to go to. Groceries or the any extra goes to Grim and getting mm-hmm. dog food for the month. So I think, like for me and just my life experience, it makes me feel bad that mm-hmm. someone spent the money. I um, still love it. Right. Good. Well, <laughs> like, that's good. In a selfish way, like after <laughs> I get over that, I'm just like, wow, that was so like that was really kind, you yeah. know, to be to be thought of. Good. Um, I read the next one. So yes. It says it's more meaningful to me when. I'm around someone I love, even if they're not really doing anything, or we are not doing anything, or I can be comfortable holding hands, high-fiving, or putting my arm around someone I love.
0: I mean, I always love the idea of being able to do something with somebody else, and it not be, it doesn't have to be, quote, productive. Right. Like, just spending the time, I think the time for me here is better than the physical touch. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, so that would be my choice. I just like spending time with them.
1: Yeah um it's more meaningful to me when i receive a gift from someone i love i hear from someone i love that they love me
0: hmm. hmm probably a gift and it sounds so like oh i'm very materialistic but i'm not really like i don't right and it, <laughs> it probably sounds counterintuitive to it. like i'm not really but i love gifts i guess
1: um... i guess it's <laughs> different like for family, you know that they love you, right. you know, so it's not really this huge surprise. Right. Um, me and my dad have this thing, kind of a a language joke that we have continued on. I think I might have started it, um, but I would, you know, say in a serious tone or we were talking about something or say I'm sitting in the back of the car or, you know, I'm, I'm doing something with my hands. I'm like, oh, hey, dad. Like, yeah, I love you. Just, like, get their attention. I specifically mm-hmm. do it with him. But, you know, to get his attention. So sometimes, like, we purposely try to trick each other into it. Uh-huh. And so we'll kind of, like, change the tone of voice or, you know, do something <laughs> of the sorts. Like, today, my dad, I was I was FaceTiming with my mom. And my dad was in the background. They were both in the kitchen. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, Kenzie. I'm like, yeah, I love you. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I love you. So we try to catch each other off guard. Um but yeah, I guess like in a, in a strange way, you don't need that confirmation because mm-hmm. you know that they love you, right? And a gift is, you know, especially on a, on a normal day, just out mm-hmm. of the blue, like, hey, I was at the grocery store and I saw this, or um, I, you know, you're on a day trip or whatever, mm-hmm. you bring something back. So yeah, and
0: the gift doesn't have to be like extravagant. It doesn't have to be. I found you a pretty rock. <laughs> I would take those. I had an ex who gave me pretty rocks, and they were—they meant a lot. They were really pretty, um, and it just kind of just because she was a very nature-oriented
1: person. A little penguin. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's really funny. Um,
0: but yeah, so like, uh, just little gifts, just kind of nods and mementos and things, and you kind of. Get a, it, it makes something more meaningful. Like it, even if it's something, that, oh well, they have this. But like if I, if someone that I care about gave me socks, I'm like, these are the best socks I've ever had. I
1: like <laughs> yeah, like for me, it's like my mom. You know, she'll spend her own money while she's grocery shopping, get me like a case of soda, mm-hmm. or she'll, you know, I know we're gonna hang out, and she has a drink for me there. Yeah. Like I brought you an energy drink. Things. It's fueling my addiction. You know, just, I think it's stuff like that. It's it just, is. You don't it expect is.
0: it. And it, it's interesting how these love languages kind of blur together, because that can also be, like, an act of service. But it's also, like, it's a gift. And so there's not, like, hard lines. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why when deciding between the two of these, when they, when they give you your options, it's like, well... They both, yes, but I'm probably more inclined to appreciate this more. Absolutely. So next question, it's more meaningful to me when, quote, I sit close to someone I love or B, I'm complimented by someone I love for Mm. no apparent reason. I'd have to go up with a compliment. I'd have to say compliment. Yeah. I'd have to say compliment as well. Uh,
1: My mom's going to love this. I have, this is a great example. I have this orange oversized kind of like men's flannel that I had got it's like a really nice deep rust color too which is one of my mom and I's favorite color mm-hmm. she's blonde hair and blue eyes so and orange looks great on her um but I, I got it thrifting I love thrifting and usually I always go straight to the men's like flannel type section oh, absolutely. I love they're already so worn and right soft. they're worn and
0: soft I was literally about to say that yep 100%. and I always
1: get ones that are kind of oversized mm-hmm. um you know, and I'll either wear it as a jacket, part of an outfit, or just, like, around the house and that. Yeah. And, um, anyways. I've
0: been needing to get a new flannel anyway. I need to get new flannel.
1: Co-thrifting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was just this one time. I had, I had probably already had the flannel for at least a year or more. And just one time I was with my mom. And she's like, you know what? I really like that flannel on you. Every single time I see that in my closet, whether I put it on or not, I think of that moment. Because mm-hmm. it was just so strange. And so now yeah. I was just like, huh. And when I put it on, I'm like, hmm. Okay. But, yeah, I don't even have to be wearing it. I'll just see it as I'm going through my clothes, and it's just, I'll I'll never forget it. Yeah. It's just, absolutely it's one of those things.
0: Are you in the next one?
1: It's more meaningful to me when uh, I get the chance to just hang out with someone I love, or I unexpectedly get small gifts from someone I love. Mm. These are, you know, some of them are, are very kind repetitive, of repetitive. But it's
0: kind of like, I think, mixing two different right. situations. So, like, yeah. do you really like the gifts or do you really like hanging out? And I think compared right now because I've said what I've said before, mm-hmm. I, you know, I like to get the chance to just hang out. I think that's fine. Am I a bad person? Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> it's called unexpectedly get small gifts from someone. Yeah. So, yeah, it still means something.
1: Uh, meaningful to me when someone I love reacts positively to something I've accomplished ooh, or ooh. someone I love does something for me that I know that they don't particularly enjoy
0: I, this is going to be kind of more stroking my ego though I think I like it when someone reacts positively to something I've accomplished I think I want that support, that's normally when I would share that and be yeah. like, hey I did this kind of like, not fishing but also sharing, but also like yeah, give praise <laughs>
1: I think I would do the last one because, yeah. like, especially if you know that they don't like it. So, it's just like, you know, thanks for taking the time, you yeah. know, to do it. And she's like, oh, because I want to be with you, or yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll choose the first one.
1: This next one's interesting.
0: It's more meaningful to me when uh, someone I love doesn't check their phone while we're talking to each other, or someone I love goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. A, for me also in a social media driven world and it's my job and everything it would be much more meaningful to me when I know that their phone is down right and this is something and this isn't even just like familial or it's like relationship with like a girlfriend or, or partner mm-hmm. like one thing that I will say with uh some of the content creator friends that I've come to know and love and appreciate mm-hmm. is um with like specifically like Jennings and my good buddy like boxing on Cole and all this when we're together and we're like all we, social media is either our hobby or or our full time job mm-hmm. or like that's just a big part of it but what we do is we literally cell phones off face down like that. and we have our family dinner whenever we go out together I love that. and it's really really nice and i was so surprised when i first met oh. these guys and we all did it they all did it very willingly and made, they made a game of it it's like okay whoever's on the bottom is obviously the most wants to be in the present moment right. like we would all kind of like t- initially like take the picture like hey we're here we're together mm-hmm. post it quick real quick and then done and it would all mm-hmm. go in the stack and um and even more than that it's trying to find out who gets the bill first because someone sneaks away to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and, <laughs> love that. and the bill gets paid but um when someone i love doesn't check their phone while they're talking to each other that's hmm. very meaningful to
1: me i'm very interested to see how that will happen at
0: convergence i'm sure i'm sure it we'll will but see at least once. i'd love you to witness it as well what would you choose out of these so when someone doesn't check their phone or when someone uh goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on
1: uh, meaningful to me when I can look forward to a holiday because I'll probably get a gift from someone I love. <laughs> I hear the words "I appreciate you" from someone. I,
0: I love. will say holiday because I'm like, okay, what did you cook? I up?
1: love Christmas. <laughs> we all know this. this
0: gives me a chance for like when it's holidays and you know there's that anticipation. I'm like, I want to meet or exceed that anticipation. Yeah, I want like I want you to kind of open it up and not just to be oh well thank you. It's like wow.
1: Yeah Oh, like my birthday gift that you got me <laughs> Holy
0: cow But what did I get you for your birthday?
1: You got me a Sign Hosier record Oh
0: yeah, happy birthday
1: <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, yeah n- No big deal Best One of the best birthday gifts I've ever
0: I mean, it's hung up in your bathroom, so... That means
1: yeah, time. in the master. So, like, literally every time I'm ever in there, because it's the, the reflection, mm-hmm. I can't not see it. <laughs> if, whether I'm facing the mirror or facing it, yeah. it's always there. It's... Yeah, I was oh.
0: just, like, one of your favorite artists, and I was like, yeah, that would work.
1: My favorite concert. Favorite yeah. concert. I want to see him again so bad.
0: Oh, I was trying to find concert tickets for him, and where that would be. He only has, like, one in America. The rest are mostly in Europe. Yeah.
1: Um, he released a new single, um... It's uh, uh, gosh, Lita and the Swan, or like Lita upon the Swan, Mm -hmm. or upon Swan, something like that. Um, it's about uh, it's from Greek mythology, technically, and that's what the um, constellation, the Cygnus constellation, it's the Swan, Mm -hmm. anyways, not related. Um, (laughs) he released that single, so usually that means that there is a album to follow Mm because that's what he did with the album that you bought me, um, Wasteland Baby. He first came out with Nina Cry Power. And that was just the only song for quite a while. And yeah. then he came out with the rest of it. So it's
0: it. like a, a, a single to kind of tease, yeah. the, tease the album.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. That's yeah. kind of cool. Meaningful to me one. Someone I love doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking. Gift giving is an important part of the relationship with someone I love. Oh, that's a really weird way to say that. Gift-giving is an important part of the relationship. Like you're
0: sitting down for coffee. I just want you to know that my standards and my guidelines and boundaries are gift-giving must be important in our relationship. No ifs, ands, or buts. Minimum $25. If not, gift cards are fine. Venmo is also appropriate, but also looked down upon. (laughs) Please sign this deal if you would like to continue seeing each
1: other. Can you imagine <laughs> be like, hey, how you doing? What'd you get me? Like, oh it'd
0: be horrible.
1: Holy cow. I'm yeah, number one. I mean that and also I am the youngest child mm-hmm. out of everyone. So like I grew yeah. up being interrupted all the time and so I would just kind of like then sit back and like not finish my thought. Yeah. Um I've noticed uh, especially Jesse, like she'll she'll go out of her way nowadays to be like no no no, i'm listening to you because mm-hmm. like that's the most awful feeling is to be talking to a group of people only to realize that they're slowly not listening to you and yeah. so you can stop talking and no one will even notice yeah it fades
0: i do like the first one and i'm learning and i'm having to get better to not interrupt because i also i feel like with with my family our conversations are always like we interrupt not to interrupt but to to add to the conversation that we are paying attention. I feel
1: like I've and, done that. See like this, like that. Well this is
0: this ah, is normal. That's right. I feel like normal. And it. I mean just because it's the two of us and we know each other, it just it makes it easier. Yeah, um, but we definitely I mean I don't think we talk over each other. Like no. try to get the point across. That is definitely something that I've experienced and I'm yeah. like, I can't talk to you. Yeah. If like you're trying to overstep me and talk louder than me right. to make sure you get your sentence first, I'm like, we can't have a conversation. No,
1: that I don't like I don't like that. But yeah. like sometimes with my brain fog, I I'll, I'll be listening to you, but I'm just like, Oh, I wanna say something, I'm like, don't forget it, don't forget it, don't forget it. because I'm, like, right. I'm just God, that's I hate forgetting things mm-hmm. like that. So like even if I have some random thought or like I'm on my phone for something I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna look up this later, and I know that I'm supposed to look up something and I can't remember <laughs> it. So I'll literally stop whatever I'm doing to just yeah. write down something. Like, like I do that with my daily life. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my mind.
0: Well, I when I walk into the room, I'm just like, "What am I here for?" Right, all the time. But that's why, I, like, I don't mind it as much if they if what they have to say is like if adds to the conversation. Right, it's um it encourages it. It adds to it. Yes, ands. It. Mm-hmm. I love that thing because that's like a brainstorming session yeah. too. So, like, I don't want to just say my thought and then they say their thought. Like, it feels like it has to build because there's that energy of inclusion and camaraderie mm-hmm. with that. So, um, so if you have a thought butt it in because I
1: want to know what been
0: listening to me but it's more meaningful to me when someone I love says something encouraging to me or I spend time in a shared activity or hobby probably the second one
1: I would <laughs> say the second one too that's like for me um that's pottery it. painting with oh my I,
0: I would love to do either pottery I wanted to get into like I wanted to get back into good archery I wanted to get back into like um uh ever since you said knife throwing and everything, I can't stop thinking about that no, too. <laughs> I'm like, wow, weird. I want to get like something because I think a couple of videos showed up on my like for you page or Instagram feed yeah. as well and I'm like, that just looks fun I and I <laughs> and knowing me when I kind of walk up there and I don't want to look dumb, <laughs> I want to at least make sure that the blade sticks in the in the target.
1: <laughs> next month, when I get my next my next paycheck kind of thing, mm-hmm. I will. You know, if Grim has his haircut and everything, if I have extra money, I'm definitely going to get that. I already have the wood, mm-hmm. and I will set that up in my backyard, and I will invite you.
0: Oh, I can yeah, do it. <laughs> 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 All right. So my love language is, and if you can screenshot it, and I will absolutely. Um, I can we, do. I can do. You can upload this and edit this into the. Um, into the
1: YouTube version. The YouTube and see, method. if you, for those who are listening to the podcast, if you ever decide to check out our YouTube, um, you will learn the joy of the weird random things we either insert into the video, the faces we make, the pieces of Grim. <laughs> I've had some people who only listen to the podcast are like, I wonder what Grim looks like. So, Oh, yeah.
0: For well, those who don't, who don't well, see the
1: YouTube. Well, thank you
0: to version. our Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever you listen from. Thank you for being here. But yes, we do post these on... On uh, YouTube as well uh, in the video format, so you can see everything that goes on. But yeah, so if my biggest one at 29% acts of service, mine is 40%. Acts of service?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, wow, that's pretty big. Um, my second at 26% is quality time, uh,
1: at 27% for gift.
0: <laughs> mine is third for gift, 23%. 20% for quality time. Okay. And then 16% for me for uh, words of affirmation. 10%. And then the last one, it would be 6% with physical touch. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of just shows that, like, we live, I guess, and I, I feel like, what is interesting, Along, maybe several years ago, I think my, I, I know this was skewed. I know for me, physical touch was so much higher for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that like in college and things like that, gifts were also pretty, much a little bit higher than they are in this mm-hmm. one too. Um, I think with just getting older and just maybe even the way, you know, even through pandemic right. and everything like that, it's just like, what has my focus changed? turn to like instead mm-hmm. of having to worry about you know getting a hug or a high-five or kind of that you know um, just kind of like passing kind of shoulder rub of like right. hey I appreciate you kind of thing instead of those it's like hey let's get on discord and have a right. call or let's you know how are you doing and just through messages and texts and things like that you get to talk to people and you get to mm-hmm. con- uh, get to connect and things like that so I feel like I've done more of that but also with just the way my responsibilities have risen with just, just my career and everything right. Acts of service and quality time uh, I was not expecting acts, acts of service to be as, as high as it was And mm-hmm. like I don't really I, I'm pretty sure that was one of maybe like the fourth or fifth lowest one several years ago but to have it as the first one at like 29 percent is very interesting to me that i appreciate that um but i think that shows because i'm learning to let go more Mm -hmm. of my stuff and uh, or like what's in front of me and to trust people that they have the skills and that they have the well intentions to finish it or to do what they can do best
1: our jobs are stressful so yeah. to have someone to come in and help that is huge. You know, you're not going to have that as a younger person in school or a kid or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. That's been for accessors of I think I've always been that way, you know, for me, just because I've been stressed since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and like an affection like that in itself is such an interesting thing for me. Um, I think... Honestly, I don't know how much of like neurodivergency that ties into, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Um my love, my family to death. And uh I, I just don't remember like we were never like a cuddle up on the couch snuggle type of mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, but obviously I was hugged and loved by mm-hmm. my parents. My sisters, that's a whole different story when <laughs> we were younger. They were ten years older <laughs> than me, so they didn't like it. There's a very big much.
0: age difference, actually. So yeah.
1: Like. So, I mean, I wasn't, you know, we just weren't as affectionate in that in that kind of way. My parents might disagree, but <laughs> my childhood truth, you know, so it's kind of, like, not, not used to it. But also, like, I don't – there's something uncomfortable about it for me. But, like, you know, um, like, again, hugs, goodbye, hello, holiday type of, oh, so good to see you, stuff like that, I don't care. I love, like, when I meet people um, – or, you know, someone in the creator sphere, you know, that you've been talking to online and hug them, like, that's totally fine, because, like, I'm looking forward to right. that, right? right? But I have such a hard time with affection in my day-to-day life, mm-hmm. and, like, some of that, ooh, sorry, some of that is, like, kind of also being tied to not being a very emotional person, sure. and so that's kind of, like, why my, it was really interesting that you had brought up the word balance, you know, through, mm-hmm. through this episode and tying it in, mindless love, I mean, mm-hmm. hello, we're talking about a Valentine's episode and here i am with my word
0: but we know what what i think is important and valuable here is that love does not just mean cuddle up and the affection like that um i will say you know you saying like cuddle up on a couch with your family i will say thinking back now i just got very vivid memories of me and my parents and my my siblings and i we would cuddle up on the couch so like very very young like um like again like toddler, you know, kindergarten kind of age. Um, You know, when you get like on the couch, you kind of land on your side and your your legs are kind of curled up a little bit and you got that kind of nook in there. We would fight for that nook in the couch for my mom's legs because we called that our little nest because she called us her little birds and so we would be like we kind of fit in there we kind of like kind of shimmy in there and we kind of watch I love Lucy on the VHS (laughs) and and we would do that I'd also remember cuddling up with my dad when I was very young and I would match his breathing
1: wow oh that (laughs) sorry that i would just be like i try to do that with grim sometimes and i like lose my breath i'm like how do you breathe like that like and then suddenly my brain like short circuits and i forget how to breathe and like <laughs> <laughs> so that was just really that's really funny
0: but i do remember that like we were we were a very kind of like cuddly family for uh, you know when we were little and everything i do remember that and that was that was always fun um so but I I am more of an emotional person and I understand and I think again with the balance of understanding you know where you are and um and what and what affects you and how you know maybe you are because I receive love differently than you doesn't mean that that's the right way to show that affection right show that like care and um, affirmation and encouragement to someone else but like it's also to be like okay so I know that if I do this for Mackenzie this would be she would receive this better or worse versus this other person that's right. in my life um, and that's just you know part of the communication part of getting to know somebody that you mm-hmm. care about but uh, yeah.
1: so I have a question sure so a lot of this episode you know especially like when we were taking the test I come up with a lot of anecdotes that are about my mom or like mm-hmm. my parents um And, you know, we we talk about family and a lot of, like, the gift stuff is we're probably more thinking friends, family, right? Mm-hmm. In a relationship out of the ones that you have had in the past, what was your love language there? Was that physical touch?
0: A lot of it was physical touch and and gifts. Okay. And it was more in the gifts of I was more afraid I was going to lose them if I didn't. So I would lean into the gifts, like, a lot more. Um, Huh. So and I felt that it was affirmed through physical touch. So mm-hmm. it was almost like I was buying the affection with a gift, oh. or the or the time or things like that. It felt like um, like an
1: exchange. Like empty, here's a gift for you know for
0: however you want to give it back, and I will kind of like it became that checks and balance thing, which is not healthy. And you know I wasn't in a place either to where I could really understand what I was doing because right. I thought that, that was what I was supposed to do. Um, that
1: makes sense, especially so, like from some of the private conversations we've had. Yeah. That's in- that's interesting. Yeah. Huh.
0: So it's it's just a way in growing and learning, and that's why I feel like heartbreak is some is or like the loss of relationships. I feel like, and something my mom told me. She's like, you. It's like it'll happen again, mm-hmm. and and she's like, it's you're not. It's not unique to you. Right. And that's something like for me, I'm like, I want to be a very unique person. I'm like, how, mom? What? Uh, excuse me? What? Hello? I'm, I'm the, a unicorn. How I'm, I'm the favorite you? child, and I tell, I joke with her mom all the time that I'm the favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't deny it either. <laughs> well, <laughs> so <laughs> silence is loud. <laughs>
1: no, it's so funny. Um,
0: but also because I was adopted, so I was like, I was chosen. You, your parents got stuck with you, so. <laughs>
1: okay i have something similar my both of my sisters were unplanned i was the only one that was planned because my parents were trying 10 years later mm-hmm. after a boy i would like that i was the last chance to be you a boy. were supposed to be a boy yeah <laughs> i mean technically my dad kind of got the son that he never had especially when i went through like my whole tomboy phase and wore nothing but like basketball shorts and stuff and <laughs> him and i would um would pass a fa- uh, football back in the backyard and stuff like that um and, uh, at the time he had a motorcycle for quite a few years and I'd go on the back of the motorcycle with him and stuff like that. So I feel like I was probably the closest thing that he might've had to a boy. That um, works. but yeah, I was the only planned one. So I like to bring that out up in arguments. Remind
0: that frequently.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, follow up question. I know that sure. we're, um, getting into towards the ends of the episode a little bit, but this is a Valentine's Day episode, right? Sure two questions i guess that kind of go into one have you been in love
0: hmm.
1: and how many times have you been in love
0: ooh interesting i would probably say like in a romantic or like dating relationship i was i want to say that i've been in love probably
1: hmm. follow up to that a third follow up in love in a relationship and in love with someone that you're not in a relationship with
0: I feel like being in love can be different in different ways. Right. Like, when, when it comes to that, it's like... I personally look at the phrase soulmates of... Soulmates does not mean romantic. Soulmates can be even... They can
3: be platonic. It can be
0: platonic. It can be um, um, business. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, uh, some, in some way that's not just in a romantic sense. But um, to answer your question, how many times have I been in love? Probably me personally. I want to say... I do want to say that in... Probably every relationship I've been in, which may have been, like, three, I think, official ones. Like, three official ones. Um, I want to say I probably was in love with each one. Okay. Um and that was because normally when i dive into something like that i take it very seriously right so you you know it's it's the the way way. i was raised too very conservative where it's just like you know if you're in a relationship with someone you give your all kind of thing
1: that and i think it's very common within the christian sphere um is that when you're dating someone you're dating married you, right you, you date to right
0: date. and that's that's kind of the pressure that you're into as yeah. well it's like hey like this is a the testing ground or whatnot to right. see if this is a, a fit for future and for permanence and whatnot mm-hmm. um and so like there is that all that pressure and I feel like when that pressure comes in there I try to make myself believe it and so mm. you know emotionally I feel like I'm in love and though realistically and probably practically it just doesn't work so um i'm pretty sure that like what i admit that i was yeah i think i was like you know i was there enough to know that i was feeling what i was feeling so i really i regaled it more towards the emotion rather than more towards the the logical side Mm -hmm. of everything um what was the next part of the question
1: um it was how many times have you been in love <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: well,
0: but for any of those couples, like it, it always was a choice type of thing too. Yeah. and it was it was often an easy choice because emotions get in there. and um, for most of those relationships, two of them lasted. Uh, close to a year the, the one of them Barely lasted Like six months Okay Kind of thing So Six months is still Quite a lot of But that's time. I would say that Three to four months Of that is that honeymoon Kind mm. of Puppy dog phase it's very true so that's not so much of like it didn't make it hard Mm -hmm. like when it actually got hard like after that honeymoon phase is over and things start to rear its ugly head is like this annoys me about you this is kind of maybe not a good thing to maybe keep doing for the rest of your life It's not a habit that i want to like encourage it was cute earlier now it's kind of kind of annoying and real the
1: young kids these days say an, an ick
0: <laughs> I, I guess, um, but like when it when it comes to brass tacks of like, hey, you know, what is your thing? What is your take on finances? What is your take on you know this, that, or the other? Correct. And you know, differences are made mm-hmm. and um, differences of opinions and worldviews, uh, and then you have to seriously be like, okay. Is this, gonna, or is this something we want to work through and work out? Are we able mm-hmm. to compromise? Or are we able to work through to a middle ground here? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what? Because at that point, like, when a disagreement can't or a conversation can't really be agreed on, it's like, now what do we do? Right. And it's often easier, you know, when you're younger to just break up and try to find someone new and go through another three to four months honeymoon phase. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I, I feel like for me now, like I haven't been in a relationship for like several years, and it's not that I'm necessarily looking either. It's it's kind of one of those things like I've almost not given up looking like oh woe is me love is love is a <laughs> forlorn thing, but it's one of those things where I I kind of feel like it has to be a friendship so much so because I have no times I have no time for right. it's not a priority a, a, a dating thing mm-hmm. like it has to happen so naturally that uh, it just it just has to slide in and has to fit um so we'll see we'll see and it and sometimes you know i've had good friends who um have told me about like you know their parents i have a one good buddy uh from uh, south carolina who uh his parents met and got married like two weeks later kind of thing and they've been together for years and they've had so many kids and it's 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 a wonderful wonderful relationship and it works sometimes um love love true love Love. (laughs) Love. (laughs) marriage but everyone's story is different and I know my story doesn't have to be you know the the cookie cutter Hollywood you know A to B to C or whatever
1: white picket fence yeah I don't want
0: that right I don't want that um but uh it's one thing, like, I know for myself that it's something that I desire, but it's not something that I'm pursuing. Right.
1: That makes sense. What about you? Have yeah, What?
0: Have you ever been in love?
1: <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
1: no. The only, like, relationship I've ever been in, I think, like, there was this one boy in, like, fifth grade. We sure. were We were friends for... Years I hung out mm-hmm. with him at his house. Like, his parents, you know, really liked me. And I, like, people on the playground, right, mm-hmm. knew. But the thing is, is I, the way I was raised, it was kind of like a rule in our house. It's like, you weren't allowed to kiss someone until you were 16. And, like, for me, that also turned into, like, you can't really date someone until you're 16. Sure. It's so like, me in fifth grade, I felt so guilty, you know, to call this little boy my, you know, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I was just petrified. And so I remember one time coming home, breaking down and crying to my mom, um, you know, that I had a boyfriend. I think I did get in trouble. (laughs) Sorry, mom, for outing you like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, there was that. um, I think there was one boy when I was 16 in youth group, um, it was my, get this, my childhood best friend's stepbrother. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, at the time, like, neither of us had cars, that kind of thing. Um, it was, I have a hard time counting it, quite honestly. <laughs> right. Like, never. It was more
0: of that, like, we were attracted to each other, but I honestly. I Sure.
1: I mean, that was, that was pretty much <laughs> it. But, you know, outside of a relationship, you know, because I, people can fall in love even if they're not necessarily dating that person whether it's unrequited or not right um also no um I sometimes I not no don't blow on him that's like his kill mode like that's he like, <laughs> He stepped oh, back and he's like excuse <laughs> those, me those those are fighting words blowing on his face that's that's his fighting words that's how I would rile him up as a puppy uh uh-uh, uh leave it no strawberries for you Um, I, so the interesting thing about me, um, I kind of fall within a spectrum. Um, and I, I have never felt like even a crush before. Like, I don't know what butterflies feel like for Mm -hmm. me. I think it was just anxiety, but not even the good kind of anxiety. Um, So I've never had that before. And even for me, I'm like, I love my parents. Mm -hmm. I love my sisters. I love my family. I don't think I've ever had a physical body feeling of loving them. That's just like, it's not that I'm obligated to love them, but I know that I do because I care about them. Right. And so that is love. Um, But outside of that, never. And honestly, don't know that I can or that I will. Um, the only... I had this realization today. I was talking to my half-sister. Um, and the only reason why I... The only reason why I say half-sister is because I'm trying to differentiate mm-hmm. between Jesse and Dakota. Yeah. So, um, hello, Lindsay. She watches every <laughs> single episode. Um, so that's the only reason why I say that. That's that differentiation. But she's still my sister. And she's my eldest sister out of all of them. Um so I was talking to Lindsay and I was having a very similar conversation with her about this. And, um, I said the same thing about family. You know, I've never had feelings of crush on anyone or anything like that. And I said, the only time I've ever genuinely felt like this warmness in my chest where I'm looking at someone or something was just like that little smile, just like, cause you can, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound dumb, but grim mm-hmm. was that one. And, um, my nieces and my nephews. Yeah. Especially, um, I remember, so Lindsay's eldest, Malia, um, I was five when she was born. And so I remember her being around as like a little toddler. So adorable. (laughs) Um, and then she had a boy. I wasn't really around. She she lived in a different state. Um, so at that point, you know, I didn't really grow up with him. So with Jesse's kids, all of us, the ones that we all live in, um, Arizona, right? Very close. They lived so close that we were a part of that. We were a part of the, you know, gender reveal, the pregnancy. Like, I saw every single moment of that. And especially when she was first, Jesse was first pregnant with Dawson. That was the first, you know, pregnancy that I could remember because I couldn't really remember too much about Lindsay Um, and getting to experience that, right? So, like, when Dawson was born, it was just this you know, being enamored with this tiny little human. And now, you know, there's three of them. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I, I love them in a way that sometimes is kind of hard for me because I know that they will never love them the way that I do or the, the way or how much I do, right. right? So when I look at them, I'm like, I wanna be, you know, a part of their first day of school. I wanna be, you know, helping them with these projects mm-hmm. and I wanna do all these things. But that is not my right. That is the mother and father. That is those things. And I realized through this while I was talking to Lindsay, she's, you know, very emotionally intelligent, has all of these tools, and she's my safe person Mm -hmm. to talk to. Mm -hmm. I realized the only love I have ever felt and I probably will ever feel is maternal. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I have only ever been able to feel that. And... The sad part of that is um, that I can't have kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had mentioned this a couple of times. I don't have a uterus. Um, I have had severe endometriosis my whole life. I mean, like, since I was, not whole life, that was a little dramatic. Since I was 13, Mm -hmm. right? But so bad that when my period would come, I was literally passed out on the floor, white as a ghost, in so much pain, like writhing, can't even function Mm. so i was on birth control since i was like 14 15 Mm -hmm. um and it just got to a point being chronically ill i couldn't go through it so they put me on like this birth control that you you can take like three four months in a row so you only have like three four periods in a year Mm. um and then it stopped working i was bleeding through all of these these pills and so i was so so sick and uh, ended up going to a doctor and i'm i'm honestly kind of fortunate that they even considered it because of how young i am um but they were like yeah gotta take it out kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh, so when they did when they took out they took my uterus my fallopian tubes um they found endometriosis which is like the endometrial tissue is supposed to be inside the uterus and so endometriosis is when it grows on the outside not only had it grown on the outside of my uterus, but it had also started growing within my pelvis and spreading. So technically, people don't know this, but enemies just can spread to your other organs all the way up to your heart and kill you.
3: Um,
1: you know, and there's there's different stages and stuff. So when they did that, you know, they had to cauterize my insides to try and burn that away and stuff. So before that, even being disabled and kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, not going to get married type of thing, my goal was I wanted to publish a book at 22. And I wanted to have a child at 27. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, before I even knew that I had to get uh, a hysterectomy, it was just like, you know, you know, surrogacy would be really expensive, you know, but it was still an, an option. Like, there's a couple of different options because I, you know, wanted a biological child that was that was from me. And I even as a kid, I still remember thinking, like, if I have kid with someone, I wonder if he or she is going to look like me. You know, they have my freckles, my green eyes, my my hair texture and all that kind of stuff. And then with the hysterectomy, it's then, okay, well, I, I could adopt. It's like, all right. I, you know, I I love the idea. Some people have closed hearts towards that. They just can't imagine that. And, you know, that kind of unfairness of not knowing if they could love that child as much as say they loved a biological child if they had both. Um, I had loved the idea of it, right? And so I was fully prepared to, by the age of 27, to try and be in a financial um Stability. I mean, I already own my own home kind of thing. You know, my health was the only issue, quote unquote. But I had gotten, you know, at this point in my life, it's been, you know, five years of my illness. So I was just like, yeah, nothing is going to change, which I found out recently. That's not the case. Um, So at that point, it's just like, yeah, at 27, like so many things are going to be figured out. And, um, you know this child could have, you know, grandparents and their um, uncles could be the father type figure in their life and yada, yada, yada. But now that I know that my illness is only going to get worse, that's not even an option anymore. So I had the realization today talking to my sister, the only love I'm capable of feeling is maternal, yet I will never be a mother. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Still processing because it literally happened like mm, five hours ago. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, just love and the versions of it and, you know, being on a spectrum where love is hard for you or it's not wanted or you can't feel it. And, yeah, it's just really interesting. That, the whole entire concept of love and just... I am a writer. I'm a poet, as you would say, right? And I write about love, especially some of my unreleased books. You know, these are beautiful love stories, and I love the idea of love. I love the idea of having my person, but I think the idea that I love about that is something unobtainable. It's like these immortal, beautiful, fae-like men that will (laughs) sweep me out of, like, this... A horrible <laughs> world in life right it's right. like I can't have this perfect otherworldly creature that's written from a woman's perspective right. you know and uh, so this is kind of fun I haven't really talked about this quite yet anywhere um, if you have read A Daughter of the Trolls it's very much like a very clean cute sweet short romance right it's not really the focus of the story but it's like a childhood friends to lovers the second book, um, all of the Nemean Parables will have a new main character. They each take place 10 years apart. But the second book is going to focus on a um, on the kind of relationship. Uh, two characters are on the same spectrum that I am, right? So they don't want that physical relationship. But, however, they're a little bit different than me in the way that they do still feel feel attraction towards people so it is going to be that kind of romance so Mm -hmm. they are these they are going to be each other's person Mm -hmm. they are technically going to love each other but they will never we won't see them like have a romantic kiss like sparrow and rush yet they are still in a relationship and they love each other it's Mm -hmm. not like platonic by any means but yeah it's going to be a different kind of romance and i'm really really excited for that because i didn't grow up you know, seeing people like me, even, you know, still in my life, I have never met someone like me before. And, um, you know, it kind of felt like taboo or not necessarily that I was broken, but just different, not normal. Um, So to have this in a story, you know, for people that I wish I would have known that at my age, because I feel like that would have helped me and my, you know, emotional maturity as an adult and stuff like that. But I'm really excited to put something out like this because I've never seen it in young adult fantasy Mm -hmm. ever. It's different and it's fresh and it's needed, but I'm very excited about it. I'm excited about that kind of love for those characters. (sighs) And like I, that Van Gogh story is my first like legit romance novel. Mm -hmm. I felt, I read that book out loud to my parents over like the course (laughs) of a month. I was like hot and blushing like the whole time. This is just weird. Um, like it's not steamy by any means, but it's just like the the proclamations actually like describing multiple different kisses, and I was just like, <laughs> 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 whereas like the Western one being on the spectrum, she has a hard time with with touching people, yeah. and so I'm kind of excited to write the second book and and focus a little bit more on that. But yeah, I mean, I I, I took up a lot of your time with. Uh, that kind of interesting oh, you're good.
0: You're good. You're perspective and thanks for sharing.
1: but yeah. that's a lot to share yeah you I didn't have to no right. I I like to be very real about things that's why I'm right. like so openly like slap you in the face with like the idea of depression right. and all that kind of stuff like I don't think it's something that should be a shame it shouldn't be taboo it should be talked about and I think normalizing things like that mm-hmm. helps right so he someone listening to this podcast you know could be like me or having a hard time figuring out if they are you know and just that I guess that representation and realizing that there are so many different types of people out there and there are so many different types of love Mm um yeah and it's like I'm I'm very much an open book there's honestly not much that I won't talk about I mean I quite literally talked about my period to tons of people but again that's like something that shouldn't be weird or gross or taboo like I'm a very blunt person right? and y'all will just have to strap in for the career of this podcast because I'm sure I'm going to share a lot more, have some interesting hot takes, but I, uh, I appreciate you guys for listening and we both really appreciate you tuning in for this episode and hopefully you had fun listening to the love languages test and you took it along with us in your head, um, or that you go
0: and take it yourself on that website. But all that to say, yes. There's many different types of affection and love. And I know that for Valentine's Day, it is Self-love. often, um, yeah, too, it is often looked at as like, it, it's a, it can be a very bittersweet time, mm-hmm. uh, love lost or love forgotten or that walked away. Mm-hmm. And, um, lots of different emotions can come up when you see others in a position or in a relationship that you yourself wish you were in. Mm-hmm. And I can empathize with that and I can understand that, um, I would say the best thing is, and this is what I've done, this is something that I've done as, you know, as a single person um, uh, who, who, is, who is kind of self-labeled as a hopeless romantic.
2: <laughs> I will say
0: that on a day that you can't celebrate what the rest of the world celebrates, celebrate what you can celebrate. Mm-hmm. And that is yourself, and that is what you have accomplished, and that's something that you can be proud of. And if, uh, it's a good test in being your own cheerleader. It's a good test in being your own support system. It is wonderful to have a support system, and I think you should absolutely have one. But I think you should also practice um, being your own support and being your own encouragement. And sometimes, own valentine. Be your own valentine.
1: Right. Love oh. yourself, love your friends, love your family. <laughs> that can be enough.
0: And I will say that we will be live on Twitch.tv slash Quincy's Tavern on Valentine's Day. This is another thing that we do every year where I will be probably dressed up as this. And if you'd like to join us, I'll probably have a steak dinner and some cheesecake.
1: Is this a royal week? Because... I don't think
0: I'm a part of this. No, this is, unless you (laughs) want to be here too and you want to talk to people, We can can pull chairs up at the desk and and talk about that if you'd like to. I'll ask you next week. We'll see how this goes. We'll see
1: how I feel. I have some (laughs) important doctors. You have a
0: lot going on. But if you'd like to join us, that'd be really fun.
1: I would love to join you on Twitch sometimes. Valentine's Day? Don't know. But Twitch, in general, I would love to
0: do something like we that. We will see so. what we can do. But we, I will be live on twitch.tv slash Quincy's Tavern around, around dinner time, um, Mountain Standard time. Uh, and I hope to see you guys there. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And as always, be safe. See you soon. Happy Valentine's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>